0: Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening.
1: Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower, and I'm here with the Watchmen, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at Warren USA.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, and Spreely. Oh, also Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to Warren USA.com and com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers Blueberry iHeartRadio, Radio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, WARN Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com A Prophet, The Whore, and Children Bring to the forefront a major prophecy given to Hosea. It concerns both the houses of Israel. The Lord's Lighthouse Keeper A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor can a lighthouse that is brightly shining on a high outcrop on the rocky cliffs overlooking the seas of life. Globalist Maneuver to Remove Internet Free Speech I was there when the internet first appeared. I had paid to get a local techie to make me a computer to work on this new tech online. From that point on, free speech and a new world of information appeared. However, it would take less than two decades before global governments began To push their control of it. And on warn-usa.com don't miss Isaiah's prophetic book part 15. The Righteous Branch. Isaiah is one of the most prophetic and metaphoric works in scripture today. Although a long time ago we find out that in the nations of men and women. The evil that pulls us from the Lord God has not changed. Also, check out the book by The Watchman, The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller. There's danger and intrigue, dark forces plotting. The nation is at risk. Can Mac save the United States? The Rising details a takeover of America with dark forces that plot to bring the country into a globalist new order. Be sure to go to Dana Glenn Smith, where you can sign up for the WIBR WARN radio newsletter. And you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop, where we feature The Rising and other Christian books, as well as resources from our vision media. And now, I welcome in the Watchman. Dana, how are you doing tonight?
0: Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. It's Thursday already.
0: Yeah, it is. It's hard to believe.
1: Yes, it is.
0: You know how fast it all goes.
1: Surprises but, me every day.
0: And how fast we can go from feast to famine in this world. One minute gas prices are fine, the next time they're going through the roof and we haven't done anything.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was talking to a girl today and she was upset about the gas prices. She said, all I can do is go to the grocery store. I said, yeah, I know. It hurts everybody. Hurting us all.
0: Well, you know, and and that is is a problem, but... uh, of course, Biden don't care. These people don't care up there. They're no, and, and you can tell because there is a genuine difference between a conservative, usually a conservative, God-fearing uh, politician, and then one who is, well, they're God-fearing in their own way, but not like us, and they're willing to lie and cheat at things, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, and, they're uh, willing to sacrifice you for their own greed.
0: Well, I seen a Democrat the other day on social media. It says, there any more Democrats around like I am? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. He must it,
1: have been one of the good guys.
0: Yeah, he wasn't like the others. <laughs> it's too bad. You know, it's just like, where are they at? Well, even Manchin is a liberal, but. Biden and his minions make him look like he's a conservative.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, it 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 is true. It's just Mm -hmm. the way it is. And uh, of course, the other issue is that Russia is on the Security Council, the UN, very important voting member. And remember, Security Council, they're a major player. So's China, (laughs) both of them, (laughs) and Russia invaded Ukraine Ukraine and China wants to invade Taiwan. Yep. Now tell me again how honest the UN is. I remember that conversation when I was in the service and I was invited over for dinner and a good good Navy man never anybody in the service never never gives up a home cooked meal. Ever, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so I happened to know the girl; I'd met her. So uh, I went over there, and we had dinner. And I don't remember the dinner, but I remember sitting down with her dad uh, and her. She and I were sitting on the floor, and he was, and he was talking, and got to talking about, you know, what it was before the UN. I can't remember the the League of Nations. I can't remember. But uh, I I think at that time it was the U.N. It was back in 69, 68, somewhere around in there. And uh, he used to warn uh, about the U.N. and how powerful it would be. We don't trust these. We didn't trust the League of Nations, etc. And uh, so here we are. Yep, in a mess. In a mess. And... We've got two major players in the Security Council voting members who, both of whom, one invaded and, and the other one um, did as well, or is going to. But wait a minute, that's not the whole story. The U.S. invaded, let's see, Afghanistan, Iraq, <laughs> and there's a few others.
1: Good grief. Uh, Yeah, I know.
0: And the three biggest voting members of the Security Council all have border violations and war. Yeah. But see, the rest of the nations went with us. We got a whole group of them to follow us. And Cheney's dad was one of the ones that actually went to bat. And uh, it was a lie. And uh, matter of fact, uh, Colin Powell... Uh, didn't like the way they handled things. And and according to what I was told, he quit being a Democrat over, I mean, a Republican over it. So, at any rate, we got a bunch of liars up in the U.N.
1: Yes, we do. And
0: we, (laughs) and the United States, you know, we managed to get everybody to go with us so it don't look too bad, but we still violated sovereign borders. And so did uh, Russia and China wants to with Taiwan. So, uh, next time you look for something secure, look into the Lord Jesus Christ. Because no matter what happens, we're (coughs) going to be looking to the Lord. Amen. And a shout out to our friends over in the Philippines. And uh, who we hear from regularly. Yes, you're right.
1: And from VI.
0: Yeah. Down
1: in the Virgin Islands.
0: (coughs) Oh, yeah. And we do have over in uh, Australia as well. Yep, And uh, so we got a lot of shout outs. But remember, the Lord is our only hope and the only one that's going to help us. And the Lord said, greater things than these shall you do, because I go to my father. And he took care of uh, the children of Israel 40 years in the desert. Yep. And so, I mean, what part of not trusting is the problem? So at any rate, we're going to find out, aren't we?
1: We sure will.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, there's nothing like uh, straight out and out, uh, you know, trouble. You know, how do you find out you can go with no food? When there's no food. How do you know you can make it through when there's terrorists everywhere? When there's terrorists everywhere.
1: That's right.
0: How do you find out about the Lord's deliverance? When nobody else will and you're pressed against a wall amen and so buckle up get your faith belts on grab the word of god in your heart and move forward in faith well we're going to be in isaiah 43 and we're going to get going on that
1: okay creator of israel finds us in isaiah's prophetic book at chapter 43 here the nations have witnessed the fall of judah the second of the houses of israel to do so the israel of today was restored in 1948 And and today plays an integral part in world stage events. Their sciences and technology at all levels are among the top in the nations of men. Yet as before, this tiny nation has many enemies. but uh, But as the Apostle Paul reminds, God has not forsaken Israel. And you can read that in Romans chapter 11. And now back to you.
0: Yes, thank you, Tower. I like those scriptures there in Romans 11. Me me too. You know, God is not going to forsake, hasn't forsaken Israel, Paul said. But a a lot of people in the churches in America, I wonder if they're going to stand up and cry that God's forsaken us. Because I'm telling you, you know, we in America, excuse me, and I put me and everybody together, okay? As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have had it good for many, many years. Our nation is corrupt to the core with immoral, illogical, godless things that we are doing and godless things that we are teaching our children. And we have wackos now for politicians. And I'm got, i am got news for you. We can find this uh, in, in the prophets as well. When God said, I will, (laughs) basically for all your leaders and your princes, he's going to put people in there that don't know what they're doing. And uh, the prophets say it a little bit different, but I'm trying to be delicate with you. So at any rate, Isaiah 43. And I love this. We've been through all this with Isaiah. We've covered a lot of issues. And we're in the point blank part of Isaiah verse 11 and of course we did this next week <coughs> i mean last week excuse me and uh, uh, but i want to do that with this context in verse 13 i even i am the lord that's yahweh there the covenant name of god besides me there is no savior i have declared and have saved i have showed When there was no strange God among you therefore you are my witnesses saith the Lord that I am God now of course we've been covering the part where Isaiah had predicted the Babylonian captivity we're in the after part where God is convincing Israel that and as Daniel knew full well by reading Jeremiah's warnings about 70 years the 70 years was up because Daniel counted and he believed that God was getting ready to deliver to deliver the children of Israel this is specifically Judah here the northern tribes known as Israel had already been carried away by Assyria and so we're now way at a different time frame than that but see in this one here I am the Lord, besides me is that there is no Savior. Now, he's not only the Savior of the soul, he is the Savior in a lot of other ways. He says, I have declared and have saved, I have showed when there is no strange God among you. Now, see, when they came out of Egypt, there was a mixed multitude with them that came with them. Uh, And, of course, they had all witnessed what God did to Egypt during that time. And this mixed multitude really represents the Gentiles in the line. And we also find another place, uh, you you know, and and that really does symbolize that. Because when we uh, look at uh, uh, Joseph in this, and he married, and uh, his two kids, Ephraim and Manasseh, were from You know, one was from the Abrahamic side, the other was from the Egyptian side, or you could just say Gentile side. And his kids, Manasseh and Ephraim, it was Ephraim through whom the same promise flowed that uh, Abraham, when God spoke to Abraham, that in him all nations would be blessed. So we saw the Lord God who delivered them out of Egypt. Egypt being a type of the world. Pharaoh being a type of the devil or antichrist type person. Uh, Goshen, where Israel was safe, is, is is a place where you can find a net of safety during trouble, uh, trouble and tribulation. And so th- there's a lot of types in this, a lot of types. Types meaning a biblical situation that you can apply to Christian principles, biblical principles, uh, Old Testament principles. And so... I even I am the Lord besides me. There is no Savior now see as Christians. We know there's a Savior Yahshua Jesus Christ our Lord Who came and died on the cross set us free through the blood of atonement now I could go into all the details of the blood atonement why he came and everything else But I'm assuming you know about that and of course there's his God and father who is our great God and our father The great and mighty And most revered God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, who sent his only begotten Son, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, to fulfill the blood atonement, to reveal the Father, to make a way. And there is no other Savior for us as Christians, no matter what other people say, there's one Savior. There's one God and Father. But he goes on to say, I have declared and have saved. And he, and he has done that. And in this context, it also has a context of a physical deliverance. Not just a, a supernatural spiritual. Now, he declared the ends from the beginning. And he sent Moses in way ahead of time. And he told them what he was to do. And Moses said, who shall I say sent me? And he says, I am sent you. Tell them I am has sent me. Well, what is I am? I am that I am. In other words, the way I look at it, Moses, I am. I've always been there. There was never a time I was never there. I created everything. I am. When you want to look around and see who made everything, I am. I'm he there was nobody else so at any rate these are really good scriptures because they, they form a background for both the old covenant and the new because Christ said I've come not to destroy the law but to fulfill it which he did we have the same type of atonement which is using blood except in the Old Testament they use the blood of bulls and goats And they had to do it on a regular basis. And in the New Testament, there's one time, and that is through Christ. He died on the cross. He's not going to do it again. Once and for all, he died to make an opportunity for all men all people to be saved by faith and believe in him. And he says, uh, I have showed, and when there was no strange God among you. Now, see, that's important. When the children of Israel served God as they should have, well, if you take going out of Egypt again, they fulfilled what what they were told to do during the things, and even during Passover. If they hadn't kept Passover and do the things that God told them to do, even applying the blood to the lintels of the doorposts, and not going outside, because had they gone outside, the death angel would have struck them dead. And so they had to do what god said and when it was time to get out they went out see there there's certain procedures and even for christians today you know there there's a way you've got to believe now of course when you have people running around all the time trying to kill you and shoot you and murder you and government that doesn't want to help these is when it calls for a lot of A lot of prayer a lot of fasting and even then you can get killed and that's why we have marching orders in revelation 12:11, which says plainly and this is part of the deal they overcame by the blood of the lamb the word of their testimony and they love not their lives unto the death this follows the other thought that they are led as sheep to a slaughter and many of them have we report on the persecution of Christians worldwide, the oppression of other people groups, and we see a lot of stuff going on. But when we get back into Isaiah, we're in the uh, Old Covenant. They still had to be where God wanted them to be, without strange gods. And the reason Judah went into captivity is because of the strange gods they allowed among them. And one of the things they did that was an abomination, they passed their children through to fire. Now you see today or maybe yesterday I came across something and it was a a new study out and of course uh, I'm trying to think of their name they're uh, uh, an established uh, pro-life website and ministry or work I should say and they were talking about these (coughs) the scientists now say that A fetus in the womb can feel extreme pain when you're killing him in the womb. And now some of the latest has been happening that they want to now make it okay to kill a baby 28 days, I think it was, after they were born. Now that is out-and-out murder. And this is also what the Satanists would like and uh, because they do use live sacrifices one of the things they've even come out is saying is we use abortion as a method of worshiping satan and i've got a few other stories along that line Well, what i'm trying to tell you is america now has a strange god among them even more than they did before we are unclean there's no way we can declare this country clean we're not clean we're unclean And as far as Yahweh goes and as far as Yahshua uh, Jesus is concerned you know this nation is under judgment but see the Christians judgment will first begin at the house of God and Peter goes on to say then if we barely survive where will the sinners and the ungodly stand that's what the great throne judgment is it's for them but at any rate When there was no strange God among you, that's when I declared, that's when I saved, that's when I showed. You're my witnesses, you saw that, he says. And he finishes it by saying, the Lord, that I am God. You are my witnesses that I'm the Lord, that I am God. That I am God and see this is very very equivocal to what we believe today even though we're in the new testament we still have to believe that the lord our god is he there is no other have to believe that he sent of his only begotten son that he gave him full power in what he gave him to do and he did he conquered Verse 13, Isaiah 43. Yea, before the day was, I am he. That's what he was telling Moses. I am. That's who sent you. (laughs) That's who sent you. I am. There is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work and who shall let it or who shall prevent it. See, that's the same today. You believe you can kill babies? Well, that blood... Is called blood guilt that you're shedding on that innocent baby. It will be required of everyone that does this. Listen up to me, girls. Listen up to me, guys. Listen up to me, scientists. Listen up to me, doctors. I don't care what kind of a doctorate you got. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care about your PhDs in theology. I don't care what denomination you're going to. I don't care what your name is. I don't care how popular you are. I don't care about none of that. I'm here to tell you whether you want to hear it or not that killing babies aborting them and that's not all there's a lot of other blood guilt out there but that's one of the most egregious because that is about as innocent as you you can get the body may be yours but that body of that baby belongs to the Lord God who created the spirits that's inside of it and you have just cut yourself into a deal that's going to get you right into trouble with the Lord God and by that I mean it will be The Almighty, Revelation 1, who happens to be Yahshua, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Before the day was, I am he, there is none. I am the Lord. There is no other Savior but me, he says. I have declared, he says. I have saved, he says. I have shown, he says. You are my witnesses, he tells you. The Lord, I am God, he tells you. Before the day was, I am he. Before there was a day, before there was anything, I am he. No one can be delivered out of my hand. I will prevail or work. Nobody can stop it. Now, see, the next question you wonder is, you know, you'd say, well, why would God do this for Judah? And he did it for all of Israel, both tribes. You know, he wanted to bring them all together, and he's going to bring them all together. He's doing it right now. But the thing of it is, God is full of mercy. It's nothing that Israel did. He did it because of his covenant, because of his faithfulness and his mercy. It's the same token. Why would God send his only begotten son? And and this means that anybody in the world or everybody in the world right now could call upon the Lord and repent truly and be saved. But they won't come. And he tells you, Well, you know what John 3.16 is. Follow it down a couple of verses. And he says, they won't come. They won't come to the light because they love darkness more. Psalm 2, you know, talks about... Why do the heathen rage and the nations imagine a vain thing? At any rate, that whole psalm is prophetic about the end of days. And when you look at why would God... You know, include the Gentiles. Well, actually, it's nothing new. He's always been interested in the Gentiles, and you can find that out by going clear back to the beginning of the book. You can see woven throughout there in story after story, God's love for the Goyim nations, although they were in rebellion and did things he didn't want. Yet, he still had a plan to redeem people. One thing like, now I want to remember to tell you this. In Revelation one eight, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. That's Revelation 1. Of course, that's after he has totally triumphed. Revelation one seventeen through nineteen, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying, "Fear not, I am the first and the last, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen, and have the keys of hell and death first John five twenty and we know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true we are in him that is true even in his son Jesus Christ this is the true god in eternal life now I'm telling you these scriptures to bring the redemptive part and everything else now see god saving judah out of the out of babylon itself that was being saved from babylon and taken back into judah and Jerusalem, and be reestablished with the Lord God. And they were under the old covenant. And when God brought them back, He had forgiven them, they went through the judgment, and they were going to be reestablished as His, as his, as his people. Now we've got Israel in the land today. We're under the new covenant. But God has not thrown out Israel and that's what Romans 11 plainly says now in Isaiah 48 starting at verse (laughs) 4 you can apply some of this to the Gentiles because I knew that thou art obstinate thy neck is an iron sinew and thy brow brass in other words they're not going to sorrow they're not going to weep they're not going to lean over I have, an even, I have even from the beginning declared it to thee before it came to pass. I showed it thee that thou shouldest say my idol has done them and my graven image and my molten image has commanded them. Thou hast heard and seen all this and will not you declare it. I have shown you new things from this time even hidden things that you did not know. They are created now, and not from the beginning, even before the day that you heard them, lest you should say, Behold, I knew them. Yea, you heard them not. Yea, thou knowest not. Yea, from that time that thine ear was not open, for I knew that thou wouldest deal very treacherously, and was called a transgressor from the womb. For my name's sake will I defer my anger, and for my praise will I refrain for thee, that I cut thee not off. Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. For my own sake, even for my own sake, will I do it. For how should my name be polluted, and I will not give my glory unto another. Now, see, we know this is Israel, because his name's being... a polluted by the house of israel the house of israel is no longer the house of israel It's divided into two houses and but yet god is still called upon by them and yet they won't listen the lord when weeping over jerusalem said "O jerusalem jerusalem thou that stonest the prophets he said how i would have gathered you as an eagle does her chicks but you would have none of it He goes on to say, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. Now you see, and why did he do it? For his own name's sake. He's not going to give his glory to another. But he's going to make a way. And he sent them through the furnace of affliction. And and that's exactly what he did with Judah. And that's what he did with the uh, northern tribes. But Peter talks about a lot of this as well, as well as does Revelation. The Laodicean church, who was rich and in need of nothing, behold, you are wretched, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy me of gold, tried in fire. Now that happens to be tribulation or the furnace of affliction. That's the refining method. And if you know anything about refining gold or metals, you know they have to put a harsh chemical in there to pull out the impurities and separate it. And, well, I got news for you. God has other things. He has mercy. He has grace. But... And he had that under the Old Testament. He has it under the New Testament. He had a way of redeeming them in the old. He has a way of redeeming them in, in the new. The new didn't destroy the old. The new fulfilled the old. But we still have the same God. He's still God. And he's there for his own name's sake. He continues to work. But see, when we talk about a furnace of affliction in America, there is a furnace of affliction. And you haven't even begun to feel the furnace of affliction. And I can tell you that in all the years that we've been reporting on the persecuted church, these poor Christians over there getting slaughtered. And in all the talking we have in the world and all the nations, we have powerful nations like China and Russia, the UK, the United States, Canada, Australia, and many others. What do we do? We allow the people that are killing Christians... And and they also will kill others as well. If, if, if a Muslim or someone tries to stand up to protect a Christian, they'll get killed too. These people kill anybody. And you've got to understand that the deal that Biden is making with Iran, he's making it with a terrorist state who would love nothing better than to destroy us and see us destroyed. He's trying to make uh, ends meet or... Do things with Maduro of Venezuela, who happens to be an avowed socialist. Most of the people down there has already left and tried to get in America because of what he was doing, and they were making deals. Even the EU was Russia, and Russia is not our friend. Most of our most of our corporations, and you can take Walmart. You know they practically made China rich. And we continue to do that. China is not a friend, as my dad would say. Red China is an enemy, he would say. It's time to understand. And understand what's going on. And they're going to really be enemies of Christians today and of Israel. Now. 43.14 Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in the ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. I have brought down, means to hurl to the ground, your Redeemer. Now you see, judah was in there for 70 years and of course most christians i don't know if you know this you should know this that god called out and he had an anointed one called cyrus who was a persian king matter of fact he was well known even in modern times because of some of the things that he did but at the time he called and he went down he he just, he took over babylon and he, He sent Israel, Judah, back into the land to rebuild it, to rebuild the temple, and to live there. And so it's, it's, the Lord did that. And he says, for your sake, I have sent to Babylon and brought down all their nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in the ship's. And you can say it this way, that there were those. You know, it it goes back to the same old thing. Is that sooner or later you begin to understand where your sins lie. And you begin to understand that why you're in captivity or why judgment has come why things are not moving easily and blessed now you see there's a difference there now you see if you ask me how do you know that you're blessed how do you know that God will listen Well, Tower and I can both tell you. Because there was a time when we weren't... when things were tough. Real tough. Now see, I'm not talking about what you may be living in. I'm talking about that relationship with your God. Because I've been in the other side and I know what that's like. I like this side over here. Where there is peace in your heart, peace of mind, body, soul, and spirit. You go into a tough time and you know that God will not forsake you. Now he may judge America. He may judge the world, but there is a God in heaven and he will take care of his people if they will call upon him and believe, walk in the light as he is in the light. And there will be some of those, and I've covered this in teaching as well, that will be martyred. But you see, effecting defeat to bring Israel out of an enemy that nobody could bring down That's what the Lord God did when he brought Judah back and it's going to get even more noticeable than that because God said I will bring them all down to Jerusalem and I will judge them there the prophets are very clear Israel knows this you know Persia or Iran they're, they're in part of Persia Persia was pretty big they're chomping at the bit to get a nuclear weapon to blow the H-E-L-L out of Israel and people are looking at Ezekiel 38 and 39 but whatever happens God is in charge But there will be a day, and this is after Ezekiel 38 and 39, because there's Ezekiel 38 and 39, and then there's going to be a time. And, of course, it's going to be earth-shaking. The last and the greatest Gentile leader known as the beast in Revelation 13 and I believe this beast will be of the lineage of Ishmael and there are reasons for that I'm not going to go into it and he's going to take the last and the greatest Gentile army gathered among the nations and go against God he's going to go down to Israel and, and Jerusalem and destroy it but he's going to be startled, <laughs> to say the least. So at any rate, when we get into the prophets, when we get into these verses, I'm taking you on a little trip on both sides of the aisle. Both in the Old Covenant and in the New, prophetically, prophecy Flows across both the Old and the New Testament anybody that does prophecy it doesn't begin in the New Testament it began in the Old Testament. One of the first prophecies of Yahshua coming is found in the Torah. Now, Psalm 56, 8 through 9, I put this in here because I like this. Thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. For this I know, for God is with me. You know, we have a song in the Christian church about tears. God will wipe away all tears. And there's others say there's not going to be any tears in heaven. Well, there's going to be tears because he's going to wipe them away. You're going to be filled with joy. What do you think you're going to do? One moment, you're on the other side of being glorified. The next one, you're on the right side of being glorified. And all of a sudden you see your Savior and you see our God and Father. You see everything that God has put together. Do you not think that you're going to be rejoicing? And he'll take you as his children. Psalm 59, 12 13. For the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them be taken in their pride, and for cursing and lying which they speak, consume them in wrath, consume them that they may not be, and let them know that God rules in Jacob under the ends of the earth. Now this is a neat little scripture, and there are people that actually pray these kind of scriptures against their enemies. But you see, there's there's a lot of them that are in rebellion to the Lord, and this describes them perfectly. It's kind of funny how the wicked are described really well in the Old Testament. And you look around, and <laughs> you see these around you, and you go back to the Old Testament that was, you know, these were written for our admonishment, but it, it happened a long time ago. And all of a sudden, it begins to look like a few people you happen to know. But see, people are taken in their pride. Pride goes before a fall. And the writer of Psalms knows that. He also knows that they'll be consumed in wrath if they don't repent. And of course, because they did have a covenant with the Lord God, that he would protect Jacob. Judah. Israel. The problem with Israel was sin, idolatry, and other gods. The problem with America is sin, idolatry, and other gods. The problem with the world is sin, idolatry, and problems with other gods. This is the God of the universe, not just the God of Israel. This is the God of the universe, not just the God of Christians. And there's coming a time when the world's going to know this and they're going to run into the holes of the caves and the rocks shouting, hide us from him who sits upon it on the throne for the day of his great wrath has come. Make no mistake, there is a God in Israel. There is a God of the Christians. And there is a God over all things. And you will be held accountable. And I tell you today, do like I did and Tower did many years ago. You need to repent. Seek him. Call upon his name. Get in the scriptures. Read it. Read the book of John. Read the book of First John. Then you can go back and read some of the other. Read Romans, especially the first seven chapters. It'll tell you about sin and what God has done about it. Isaiah 63, 14. This is toward the end of the whole book of writings of Isaiah, as a beast goes down into the valley, the spirit of the Lord caused him to rest. So so did you lead your people to make yourself a glorious name. You know, gets all the way to Isaiah 63 and he gets to the point that the spirit of the Lord caused the beast to rest The Spirit of the Lord is also working in man. He led his people. Not for their sake because they were so perfect, but because of his name. And he is the name of mercy and love and peace and joy. Isaiah 43:16 Thus saith the Lord which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters Well let's see you know what did Jehovah do what did the Lord do He parted the sea And there's a little path for them to walk on. And the Egyptian army tried it and they were drowned. There's a path that we walk in Christ. And that covenant in Christ is sealed with his blood. And we enter into that by faith. But there's not a power on this earth that can destroy that covenant and that bond. Only we can turn away. God will never turn away. Israel walking in the ways of the Lord, had they been true, they have never gotten into these problems. But none of us is perfect. No, not one. And the fact that Israel was a sinner, was an idolater, did things that were wrong, they didn't deserve it to be rescued, but God rescued them anyway. That's mercy and grace in the Old Testament. You can call it the law. You can call it anything you want. But the fact of the matter is... The Old Covenant was replaced by the New Covenant, but they're by the same God. None of us deserve to be redeemed. Whether you're in the Old Testament or whether you're in the New Testament, it's because it's the God who we serve. That is the difference. And that's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the great and mighty and most revered God and our Father who sent his only begotten Son, who in Revelation chapter 1 is the Almighty. and Revelation 22, he tells people, let the wicked be wicked still. If you're wicked, let them be wicked still. If you're righteous, let them be righteous still. For I come quickly and my reward is with with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. He is the judge. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And today, we need to make up our minds who we're going to serve. And you know, the thing that we have a problem in this is people... You know, people are talking about Joe Biden. You know, he's a Catholic, but yet he continues to uh, push abortion. Well, there ain't a church on this earth that's going to save you. Not one. Now, of course, there's a lot of people disagree with that. But there's only one Savior. One way between God and man. And that is Yahshua, Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's it. And in these last days, one of the things the Lord warned about, be not deceived. God tells you to be not deceived. Why? Because God will not be mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Both houses of Israel found that out. Now the northern tribes sinned so bad, they were, they were carried away by the Assyrians. And of course, there were some left in the land. They always do that. Because when they go through the land, you have to have somebody that will take care of the fields and the crops and stuff like that. They would have naturally left some. And so, yeah, there was some of them in the land. But when we call them the lost tribes, the majority of them were integrated into society, which was the custom with them. And they lose who they are. But there is no doubt that a lot of them later on became redeemed through Christ, Yahshua. And yet there's a lot more to be redeemed. And I think that's the important part to understand today. We've got a time coming up where this whole thing and I mean what is happening can really be a mess. And so I think that We need to understand that God. The same one who was with Israel. And the same Savior who told us. Greater things than these shall you do because I go to my father. You know there's a little thing that Paul said the Lord stood by me tonight and strengthened me. See we all need strengthened. That's why you need to hear the word. Because God can speak to you. You listen. And it won't be... It'll be a revelation. There'll be something there. And I like those moments. When I'm going through scripture and then all of a sudden, in the middle of all of it, I hear something... My mind, my soul is lit up with revelation. Something I've never, ever looked at like that. God is deep, but thank God he's full of mercy. We haven't even begun to see the things that this God can do. But thank God that he redeemed us. And he will bring us through. Father, thank you for your word today. For all those who are listening whenever they listen. Watch over them, take care of them, and keep them. And Father, I pray for them right now that you would save them, that you would heal their bodies, that you would help them to get through the tough times wherever they're at. Touch them. Reveal yourself to them. Deliver them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness. From this broadcast, from the preaching, teaching, streaming, receiving of this word, from the prayers, from all those who are trying to grab a hold of a miracle today, in Jesus' name, Father, touch them, heal them, deliver them, And give them hope. Amen. Okay, Tower.
1: Amen. I'm glad we have this hope in the Lord.
0: Yeah. You know, when hope is real, hope is real when you've been hoping... And something really happens. I mean. I, ha- I have a lot of hopes. But. You know. We pray for a reason. We hope for a reason. Amen. And God can and will deliver us. Help us to make it through.
1: When everything seems impossible, that's when the Lord steps in. And it's amazing how He delivers His people.
0: For years and years, God's enabled us to do what we do from where we're at.
1: Thank God. It's a blessing.
0: Yeah. So be sure you can hope and trust in the Lord. We're Amen. going to have to get out of okay. here.
1: Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you. We pray for you. We hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Keep looking up and be safe. Good night, everybody.
0: Don't forget to go by our websites, warn-usa.com, smith.com. Check out the book at Dana Glenn Smith. That book is The Rising, The... Our other one is there as well. But get The Rising, book two in the Steel series. And you can check out our book page on danaglinsmith.com and go get the book because there is some real good prophetic stuff. You'll like it. Check it out. Until next time, be blessed, be safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warn Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? <sighs>